Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. And now here's your host of this podcast, me, Shane Lakita. Hey everybody, it's me I'm here on this podcast with you. I know it's been a little bit of time since my last podcast that I was able to put out for you and chat with you guys about life and positivity and all that great stuff, but uh, a lot has gone on over the past week, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that as being a reflective podcast that this is going to be, but it's going to be a good one because I think that there's a lot of really good things to be able to pull, extrapolate, just uh, basically pull out of any of the situations that we've got going on in our lives to be able to break out the positive and be able to keep moving forward. But if, if uh, unless all of you don't know, I'm not really sure if you do or not, if you follow me on social media, you'll know that over the last week, my, my life was pretty much turned upside down. So, you know, about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, I did a podcast with you guys, and we talked a little bit about Alzheimer's and talked about the sickness and illness of Alzheimer's and how it affected my father and, and how he had fallen downhill pretty quickly. Uh, you know, he, he suffered only for about three and a half, four years. We think it was further or deeper or longer than what it was, but um, it ended up being the fact that the, the downhill slide really happened over the last three years or so where my stepmother was the one that was the full-time caretaker of my father and was able to just really work with him and learn all the ins and outs of, of care for Alzheimer's patients. So basically, she's a rock star. She's Wonder Woman to us because of the amount of work that she put into it and the amount of time and effort and energy that she was able to invest. Thank goodness that she had just retired. She retired a little bit early. Her work gave her a little bit of an early retirement to be able to go take care of him. But just to give a little bit of a sense of what was going on over the last week or so, last Thursday, or I'd say probably Tuesday, I'm not really sure, it's a whirlwind now of emotion and time, but what happened was is that I got a call from my brother-in-law that basically said, come down to Virginia, and he was saying that I probably should come down because he felt that it was time, and he felt that it was a situation where it was going to be happening soon, sooner rather than later that we're going to be losing our my dad. So, you know, I listened to him and I said, you know what, I'm, my, my gut's telling me I got to go. So I told my wife and I called my work and I was able to just uh, hit the road and go down there and be able to spend some time with them. And thank God I did because I got down there and I was with family, helping to cook, do dinner, all that kind of stuff. My father by that time had been on in-home hospice care. And so he'd been laid in the bed and we were all kind of like uh, doing almost like shifts watching him throughout the night and those kind of things. And so he passed peacefully uh, on the evening of the 13th. And basically, it was just an amazing situation to see in the fact that my mother, my sister, and myself were all with him by his side for his last breath. So that in and of itself was a pretty amazing thing. And it was something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life because if it wasn't for my brother-in-law and a couple of the relatives telling me I should probably get down there because they know these situations and they know or they've been through it before so they know that the the time might be near and more imminent to be able to happen you know I really took their advice and went down there and did that so thank goodness that I was able to spend time I also brought my son and my wife with me and we went down together, and we were able to spend some really good quality time with the family, including my dad, before he passed. Okay, 
So that happened this last week. And then, of course, it was my birthday two days or three days later. And then there were people trying to wish me happy birthday, but they didn't know if they were supposed to wish me a happy birthday or if they were supposed to send condolences or any of that stuff. So it was a pretty, uh, it was an emotional roller coaster of a week. And then me being there for my stepmother and my sister and my wife, who also was quite emotional because my father treated her much like his own daughter and took her in and and did a lot of really special things and and was just a, a good man that was able to give to her also. Uh, being part of the family and me being married to her for the last almost 20 years, he he couldn't have thought the more of the world about her and what she's done for me and my family. So that's kind of where we were. So I get home yesterday and I'm I'm sitting there and, and doing some work around the house. I, I dropped the family off up here in Maine and I'm actually going to go down later this week. That's why I'm recording a podcast right now is because I had to get, I have to go back down to spend some time with the services. I got to go to the funeral, got to go to the services. We're going to do a um, memorial wall where they put ashes into the memorial wall for veterans. My father spent 26 years in the United States Navy as a senior chief petty officer. He was a musician, senior chief petty officer. So he played the piano and a bunch of other instruments, but he was able to serve his country for 26 years, including my stepmother also, who served almost 30 years in the United States Navy, making master chief. So... They want to be in the veterans wall outside, just outside of Chesapeake, Virginia, just down this way, not up towards Arlington or anything like that. But that's kind of what their wishes were, and that's what they want to do, and, and that's what we're going to go do. So I have to go back down this week for that. That's why I'm recording this podcast. So anyway, I was I was you know doing some yard work yesterday. It just was I was feeling numb, just feeling kind of empty, and just you know just swaying back and forth. Anybody that's been through loss in the family, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's one of those things where you just feel kind of like numb to anything. and you, you're, you're either one second emotional, one second really happy, or anything like that. And it's all over the place. It's a roller coaster. It's all kinds of emotions. It's ups, it's downs, it's overs, it's unders. It's really everywhere. So anybody that has suffered from loss of family members, loss of pets, anything like that, you know the feeling. You know the feeling if you're very close and, and you have family members that you were close with that you might have lost it's just this weird sense of it's a so so in our situation if you think about it i felt a little bit guilty at first because i felt relieved i felt relieved because my dad who suffered alzheimer's for so many years or actually 3 years of just being locked in a cage he he was he was not talking for a, about a year and a half of that not saying any words not speaking and he wasn't able to express himself. So he did it through different ways, maybe a couple emotions, maybe a smile or a wink or things like that. And then as it deteriorated or as it ate away at the brain, it pretty much you know, put him to the point where he couldn't really express himself at all. And then it got to the point where he couldn't swallow anymore. So I saw the point where he couldn't swallow anymore and he was emaciated and he was kind of uh, you know depleted. So basically I saw the, the hell that he was trapped in. And I knew in my heart that he was in pain, but he couldn't express it. He couldn't tell us. His eyes would well up with a little bit of water and stuff like that or whatever. So we saw all of that. We saw all that. So when you go through that, I I felt a sense of relief, and I still do to this point, is the fact that my dad was trapped inside that body, and basically he's now been set free. And now he can think clearly and act like he always has, where he commanded the room and he was one of the most funny guys in the room and he was outgoing and giving and and he was somebody that invested in other people and made him feel good and lifted him up and all those good things, right? And that's what I try to do 
And he's a perfect example of what I try to do in my world of podcasting, blogging, and all these things is to take after his footsteps where he invested in other people to make them feel good about themselves, to give them hope and aspirations and inspiration and all that stuff. So like I said, yesterday I was feeling numb. I was walking around kind of like a zombie. We were doing a little bit of yard work, which was good. We were, as a family, it was just the three of us and we're out there pulling some weeds in the, in the uh, garden area and stuff like that. And I came in. I just hung out and uh, tried to get some sleep. Couldn't get any sleep last night. But then today I woke up this morning and I had to I had to do something. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm just I'm I'm in this fog, I'm in this funk, and I don't really know which direction is up or anything like that. And so I woke up first thing and I said, you know what? I need some positivity in my world. I need some things to be able to look at that's going to be something that's positive. Now I can you know you know me. I'm always one that can dig in and find a positive nugget of some sort of positivity some sort of fun, some sort of anything, inspiration, anywhere, whether it's a raindrop falling out of the sky to a rainbow popping up or whatever it is, I'm always able to. But I found myself having a hard time to. And that's okay because you have to grieve and you have to go through things. But what I did was I woke up first thing and I said, for Coffee Talk this morning, I was going to reach out to all the folks on No Finish Line Nation and in different media plat- social media platforms, and I was going to basically just do something different. So the title of the whole entire post was, let's do something different today. And what I wanted people to do is I wanted them to post one or two things that they're most proud of about themselves in the comments, okay? Nothing negative. I didn't want anybody to go down the road of going, oh, I'm really struggling with this. I'm really struggling with that. I didn't need that right there at that moment in time. So part of my therapy was to reach out to others to try to bring them to get them to a place where they're going to share some positive stories, some inspiration, some motivation, some things that they're most proud of in their lives, even if they're feeling down in the dumps. Now, I'll tell you what. I could not believe the amount of comments that were put out there, amount of feedback that was given on how they needed to do that because literally they were having a horrible morning. It's a Monday morning. We're about to head to work, and people are trying to get ready. You spill the coffee on the ground, or the kids are screaming or whatever else, and you get into this mode of, I just feel down about myself. I'm feeling really crappy and all that stuff, and so they needed a little bit of inspiration to lift them up just like I needed to hear it. And so what I'm going to do in this coffee in this coffee talk podcast here today is I want to read some of them to you. And I want you to think about it. And as you're listening to this podcast, I want you to think also, just for yourself, I want you to reflect just between you, me, and whatever four walls that are sitting there surrounding you right now or the two ear, ear headphones that are in your ears listening to me speak right now. I want you to think to yourself of things that you're most positive about, okay? And I want you to hear some of these stories and some of these little snippets of things that people shared with me to lift me up and bring me up to where I needed to be that I could feel like I was going to get through the day and do a really positive thing because I I really needed to hear these things, okay? So we're going to go through a few of them, and I want to really talk about a few of them. And there's some common themes, of course, which I really love to see. I love to see common themes like I'm, I'm, I'm a kind person, I'm a giving person, I'm a loving individual, which are great. Those are so, those are amazing. And, I, and at the end of the day, that's what we need more of in today's society, don't we? I mean, we really need people to invest in other people, to love each other a little bit more, and to be kind to each other more often and especially in the climate that we're running around in this world with right now with the amount of animosity, hatred, and all this other stuff that's all just flowing like water out there, what a better time than to have people that are kind and loving and caring. 
okay? So here's a couple words. These are a couple words that I heard, and I want to go over a couple of them. And I won't go over specific names of these, except when I run across a couple that I want to really call out, okay? So this first one here says, I'm, 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 I'm proud that I'm kind, I'm giving, and I'm proud that I stand up for myself. This was another theme that I heard a lot of today, okay? A lot of people said, I'm so proud that I started to stand up for myself. I, whether it was a bad relationship that I stood up for, whether it was family members that I stood up against that, that, that made them feel bad or berated them or those kind of things, or I'm just proud of myself for standing up for myself at work or in the neighborhood or with my kids or whatever. And I found the firm ground enough to be able to find the strength and the amount of fortitude needed to be able to stand up against people that might not necessarily treat me with respect or those kind of things. I mean, that, that's a really big deal. I saw that common theme on a lot of people that said, I'm super proud that I was able to stand up to my bullies. <laughs> and in this society also that we live in this place of bullies, sometimes it's good to be able to fight back just a little bit and be able to say, here's where I'm at with it and stand your ground and maybe stand up for what you believe in. Okay. A couple of the words that I saw around, I'm, per- I'm persistent and I'm optimistic. Okay, those are some words that are pretty heavy words if you think about it. So if you if if you're optimistic about things, much like myself, and you look at the positive side of the equation, and you really think to yourself, what can I do, and what can I accomplish, and what are the things that are out there that are possibilities for me, and not negatives, and not things that are detractors or things that are going to take away from my overall journey and not make me accomplish the things that I want to be able to accomplish. Instead, I'm optimistic that I can accomplish those things. And I can kick some ass and go get those things done, right? So optimistic is such a really, really key, crucial, important piece of our whole entire equation. If you're not in a place where you feel like you can get things done, you got to work on your brain, which is exactly what I did when I reached out to the community to say, who is going to be able to help me to get positive today? Who's going to help me to show me some really positive words of people that are proud of themselves and that are lifting each other up? I loved it. And then the other word on that one is persistent, right? So uh, Mary Salter Straub basically po- posted persistent and optimistic. If you think about it, if you're persistent, that means you don't stop. You keep going. No matter how much you fall, no matter where you skin your knee, no matter how much you fall on your face or whatever you're doing, you don't stop. You just keep pushing forward. Like, I love that because that's a that's a a crucial and key component to our journeys that we don't necessarily have in our right pocket and it takes work to be persistent. It really does. It usually doesn't come too naturally, but Mary, if it comes naturally for you, I love it. Okay? Allison Barron says, I'm proud that I don't give up and I always keep trying. Another one, I don't give up. I'm I'm persistent. I stay focused. I keep on moving forward, one foot in front of the other. I'm not gonna let a failure or a fall down basically identify or, or, or cause me to look at my whole entire journey and think to myself, well, this, I'm just a failure. I'm not going to do that, right? So I love that. Uh, Kathy McReynolds Hafner says, I'm nice and caring, which is awesome. Rhonda Tucker says, I'm an encourager and I give freely. Oh, I like that, right? So as many of you know, I volunteer very often in my communities uh, with our youth, with um, cleanups of the community to bring my son with me too, to be able to teach that philanthropic feel in that way to be able to give back to the community. So I love that. And I give freely with nothing expected in return, right? So that that's the other key. Some people, I, now I, I'm not going to call anybody out or say anything to any, about anybody, but some people give and they want something in return. 
So maybe they give a monetary investment to something. They want that plaque that says that they gave that monetary investment. Or some people do something and they want something in return because, or on tax returns or things like that, which I get, which is something that helps to promote giving. But do it without even expecting anything in return. Pay it forward. I love that. Give freely. It's great. And you're an encourager, Rhonda. You're an encourager. That's perfect. We all need a little bit of that in our lives. Love it. Another person, Susan Groom, said, I'm artistic and I'm free-spirited. I love that too. My wife is very free-spirited. I call her my 2019 hippie lady because when she was looking back on the days of Woodstock, if she could have lived during those times, she would have been in heaven because that's that's the time that she liked to live. And it was free-spirit, baby. It was all over the place. So I love that. Uh, Joanne May says, I am refocused, re in parentheses, refocused and optimistic. There's another optimistic. Joanne, I love it. Optimistic. These are key words. And if you're and if you're listening to the podcast right now, I want you to write down some of these words, right? Some of these key words that you're hearing me read back to you right now. I'm optimistic. I'm persistent. I'm encouraging. I'm giving. All these words are really, really crucial and key for us to get our heads in the right place to do really good things and accomplish really amazing feats and goals. It, it, it's important to get your mind right for us to be able to do the things that we have to do, okay? Another one I got here from Marisa Franks. Marisa, you're a champion, ready? Today she woke up at 4.40 a.m. She took her dogs and met her best friend for a three and a half mile walk. She hasn't done that in three years. She started today off right, and then they're walking again tomorrow morning. They're going to start a trend. So, Marisa, champion, great job. Three and a half miles. That's a big deal, right? If you haven't done it in three years, huge deal. Awesome thing to be proud of. That's great. Julie Cranky says, I'm a kind and giving person and don't see things in just black and white, but I see gray, meaning it's not just this or that, but a lot of different things or ways. How many of you think in the gray? I can pretty much promise you that there's not a ton of us that think in the gray. And if this is a quality that she has, she's special. Because a lot of times, we're very much black and white. We're very much, I gained weight, I lost weight. We're very much numbers-oriented. We're very much calories in, calories out. We're very much mile marker this, mile marker that. But there's not a lot of grays there. And the grays are things like, okay, I might not be at the weight that I need to be at, but you know what? I'm super proud of the fact that I feel good and I'm 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 doing the right things. I might have gained this week. That's okay. I'm st- I'm gonna keep moving forward. And the gray is the areas that's not so absolute and is something that isn't something you can put your finger on, but it's rather a feeling or or a way of life of living that is a really good thing. And if you live in the gray, there's not that finality of just yes or no, right? It's not just black or white. It's literally, I can accept things for what they are, and I can keep moving forward and be the best version of me. So awesome. I love it. Mary Ellen Voden says, I'm an athlete. I found my inner athlete at retirement in later years. Although most people might scoff at that, I found ways to move my imperfect body every day, and I enjoy it. I'm a good listener but I can also identify BS. (laughs) So that's a great quality to have right there. You can be a good listener and you can give all you want to at the end of the day, but you can read through that stuff. That's great. But the part that I want to call out is at retirement, you chose to become an athlete. And if anybody wants to scoff at that, they can scoff all they want to, Mary. Like seriously, because that just doesn't make any sense. You found a better version of yourself at retirement to keep moving forward and be healthy. I think that's amazing. 
Let's see. Jessica Rubner-Smith says, I'm proud that I hit reply and I'm typing about what I'm proud of. Something that isn't easy for me. I'm proud of my persistence both at work and on my health journey. I'm proud to be kind and compassionate. Okay. All right. So let's touch on that for a second, Jessica. That's a really big deal. You know, we, nine times out of 10, want to go immediately towards what we have wrong with us, What's what, what our imperfections are, what is what we look at when we look in the mirror. We see in something somebody that's down in the dumps, or we see in somebody that's fat, that's gross, all those things. We use all these little descriptors in terms of ourselves, and we're our own worst critics. And that's probably the most common theme you'll hear on every single one of the 160-some-odd episodes that we've done here, is that our, we are our own worst critic, and we should stop belittling ourselves and bashing ourselves and knocking ourselves down. But instead, but instead, we should do things like this exercise and write down the positives and park there for a minute and think about that. So awesome, awesome job, Jessica. That's a really good job to be able to say I'm proud of writing down something and typing about what I'm most proud of, That something that is not easy for you, right? It's not easy for a lot of us, to be honest with you. So great job. Deborah Hernandez says uh, she's super proud of her, it looks like a running goal, a cardio fitness goal. And now she's on to her next level on uh, excellent level. Great job, Deb. That's a great job. Tanya uh, Merwin says, I'm proud of my perseverance on my health journey. Also that I'm kind and a good wife and mother. So Tanya, I had the the uh, pleasure of meeting you out in Scottsdale, Arizona. And that back end stuff about being kind and and a good mom and a and a good person in general, it, it's very fitting for you. So you should be super proud of that. And perseverance, it takes work. You know, there, you and I have had many conversations about things like thyroids and things like that. And it's interesting because we look at these things that we're going through and all those things. And we're just trying to be able to be, per, we're trying to persevere and get through all the things that we have to get through. So, okay. So Angie Provenzano Lehman wrote my thankful thoughts this morning and got my babies all ready for another week of school. Okay, that's great, Angie. Awesome job. Maria Gonzalez says, I'm most thankful for my daughters and the fact that no matter what life throws at me, I don't ever give up. I'm a good, you're a perfect example for those daughters of yours, Maria. I love it. So you see, you see the trends I'm seeing here. So if you have a chance to pop on to No Finish Line Nation and you get on there, and you read the post that I put out this morning, the image, not the video. The video that I put out was just thanking everybody for all the wishes for birthday and, and my dad's passing and everything else. But the image that I posted, you're going to be blown away by some of these, these comments that people made. I love it. Lori Kern says, I'm proud of my determination to continue to learn, whether it be about life, love, friendship, family, working out, or work. I'm proud of raising two amazing children who have loving, caring hearts who have open minds, open hearts, great work ethic, and are just all around good eggs. That's amazing. If that doesn't make you feel good and put you in a good place, I don't know what kind of person you are, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, it should be able to put you on a positive run. Alice Williams said, I'm proud that I'm working on my health, which includes my weight and exercise journey. This morning, I am most proud that I've had blue dots for seven days in a row, which I have not done in a very long time, which is another one of the weight loss systems uh, through Weight Watchers, actually. Blue dots means you're within your level of where you need to be with your points-wise. Great, great job, Alice. So there are so many more that I'm just kind of skimming through now, okay? So here's another one. Eileen Downs, I'm proud of my work ethic and proud of the little humans I helped rear into good, caring, con contributing members of society. Although not my, not my biological children, my stepson, my niece, and my nephew 
are amazing young adults, and I'll take credit for at least some of that. My husband's ex gave up all her parental rights when their son was a toddler, and when my sister passed away, her kids were young, and I assumed the day-to-day responsible of rearing her children. So you were a great example of what being a good mom is and being able to push forward, and you assume that responsibility no matter what, and they've turned into great teenagers and adults. So let me tell you, that's a perfect example of accepting whatever it is there and putting a positive spin on it and continuing to move forward. I love it. Emily Hansen says, I'm proud that I quilt. I'm proud that I can piece fabrics together to give comfort of the families of the following of the fallen. Mostly, I make quilts for families with their loved ones' uniforms. So Emily had a chance to share this with me when I was in Scottsdale, and we sat down and we talked a lot about this where you know, it, she gives back to the, our veterans and some of the folks that are in, in that maybe have lost folks that have been in wars or military and different stuff. And she builds these quilts with such a special story in mind. You should check it out. It's she's she's amazing. So it just it's just amazing to know the direction and the positivity that I was feeling. There must have been over 200 comments on this whole entire post. So there's a lot of them. I'm not going to read every single one of them to you, but I am going to share this with you. Okay. If you haven't sat down to do that with yourself, to look at the things that you're most positive of, are most proud of for yourself, the things that you believe make you who you are and the positivity that it brings to your life. If you haven't done that and you're still living in the muck and you're sitting around, you got a lot of bills to pay, you're overweight, you're not feeling that good, you're feeling down in the dumps or life happens where a father passes or a family member gets sick or a dog passes or whatever. You know, you've got to lean in on the things that you're most proud of and just know that each day that goes by, you are going to keep fighting and you're going to keep on pushing forward. That's all you can do. All those words of inspiration that I found on the No, uh, no Finish Line Nation, the, 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 the closed Facebook page that we actually run, you should see some of the things that I saw that were out there. And then as you skim along, you can see little videos of people posting their runs and their walks and their inspirational stuff. And you know, you think to yourself, I can't be down in the dumps for too long because I gotta tell you, all these other people are running laps around me right now. And I gotta pick myself up because if they can do it, I can do it. Remember that. When life gets really difficult, just remember that you're worth investing in, okay? You're worth being able to take the time and invest in you. And be able to take some of the positives that you have, and not just always negatives, but some of the positives that you don't. Even if it's really hard for you to find those positive things, if you think hard enough, I bet you can fill a book. You should be. Just living and breathing and being a human society, to be honest with you, in these days, in these times, is sometimes hard enough. You should be proud of the fact that you're a shining example of a law-abiding citizen. So remember that, okay? Write down the things that you are most proud of. Use those kind of things whenever life gets tough and it starts dealing you some bad cards and it starts dealing you some lemons and the things you want to do. Just know from me to you, all of your words uplifted me and brought me up. And the next podcast that I'm going to do next time around is probably going to be next week after I get back from all the funeral services and everything else. And it'll be a reflective one, I'm sure, or whatever's on my mind at that moment in time. But I appreciate every single one of you guys, every single one of you folks that have posted or those all you folks that have supported me on the Patreon page or just on the podcast itself and listened to it and got us up to really great numbers of listens and views and 
all that stuff. And if you get a chance, share this with somebody. Share with share it with somebody that needs something. Share it with somebody that has been through loss recently, and they 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 can hear the words that I'm saying on this podcast to be able to lift them up. Okay, we'll talk later, guys. And I appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973 podcast. You can also find us on all other social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook just by looking up Liquid Shano 1973. If you get a chance, hop on over to iTunes, scroll all the way to the bottom, and leave some feedback about our podcast because we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.